Welcome to Rooted and Radiant. I'm your host, Jan Harrison. Here we seek to root ourselves in the life-giving Word of God and cultivate spiritual fruit that radiates Jesus in and through us. Y'all, I am back today to wrap up Season 1 of Rooted and Radiant. It has been the most humbling and growing experience. I wanted to share a little bit with you from what I'm going to call behind the scenes. Because no matter what you've heard or what you might think, this has been such a place of stretch for everybody involved. Behind the scenes, you had people who were insecure, inadequate, and inexperienced. And yet, we sensed that the time was now. And so, under God's prompting, we moved forward. Neither myself nor a single one of our guests that we had lined up had ever participated in a podcast. But step by step, prayer by prayer, conversation by conversation, we watched our inabilities become beautiful opportunities to participate with Jesus as he took our meager offerings and blessed and multiplied. We experienced his presence and his power in increased measure when we released fear of failure, fear of a microphone, and all of the mechanics and recording and saving. We had to release vulnerability, telling our stories in a public place. Perfectionism had to be dropped, and we gave our thoughts and our words to him. The first thing I want to do is thank every single person who participated with me. Walking with Jesus in daily personal companionship is who you are and what you do. All of you participated because you love him and you want to encourage others to grow to know him more intimately, to know him in the waiting, in building a prayer life, in building a lifetime legacy. You wanted them to know that he could be trusted when your plans did not work out the way you thought they would. They wanted you to know that investing in the spiritual life of others is a high, high calling and priority. And we wanted you to know that walking in the Spirit is a whole new level of life. So I want to say to the six of you that shared on these podcasts, thank you for being such a personal part of my life. I want to thank the people that helped make this happen. You don't see them, you don't hear their names, but without them doing the work of learning and producing and editing and sharing and taking notes, none of this would have been able to happen. And to you, the audience, I want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. I invited you that very first time that I introduced myself to be a part of this. And I just want you to sincerely know that I saw you. You were in my heart and you were on my mind in every single conversation that took place. To sum it all up, I cannot beat the words that David wrote in Psalm 118, verse 23. 
that say this is from the Lord and it is marvelous in our eyes. And now I want to just take a few minutes to share a little bit more behind the scenes from a very familiar story for some of you that will be, oh, I know all about that. But I want to show you just a few things that maybe they will speak personally to you like they did to me recently. It comes from Matthew chapter 14. I'm going to put it in context for you first. After a long day of ministering to the multitudes, Jesus instructed his disciples to get into the boat and go before him to the other side. Now, usually when somebody tells us to go on before them, we know they're going to follow. We know they'll be there after we arrive, right? This all took place on the Sea of Galilee, where Jesus had spent much of his time teaching, preaching, ministering, and doing miracles. It would seem like more of a lake to you and me if you were standing there, surrounded with mountains, sitting in a bowl about 600 feet below sea level. The entire Sea of Galilee is 13 miles long and 8 miles wide at its widest point. It is not uncommon at all for storms to blow up. The disciples were standing there with Jesus after the feeding of the 5,000. And when he told them to go ahead of him to the other side, they would have been able to actually see with their own eyes exactly where they were going across the lake. This was a very familiar place to the disciples. After all, several of them were fishermen by vocation. James and John's the son of Zebedee, their dad owned a fishing operation. This was part of their daily activity. Fishing on the Sea of Galilee is primarily done at night. So even though Jesus told them to cross over late in the afternoon or early evening, this was not an uncommon thing for them. My point in all of that is nothing in the situation was unordinary or unfamiliar to them. And just so that you understand the context, Jesus wanted to have some alone time in prayer. And you know, I've learned that if you want to hear from God and you want to be prepared and equipped for the things that are ahead of you, it is absolutely necessary for us to make time to come apart, even from ministry activity and fellowship and teaching and the business of our day-to-day and make space in your mind and in your heart to hear the voice of God. So let me read from Matthew chapter 14, verse 24. It says, immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. When they got into that boat and they started for the other side, again, a place they would have been able to see in waters that they would have been very familiar with, it goes on to tell us that a storm blew up. 
that they were out in the middle of the sea, that the waves were tossing and the winds were contrary. And after some length of time, it tells us towards the fourth watch, which is between three and six in the morning, we're told that Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Now, clearly, they did not expect him to show up in that way. So often, when Jesus shows up in our lives, we don't even really have eyes to see or the ability to recognize that he's present because there are so many other things going on in our lives. And the word tells us that they were troubled by the sight and they cried out in fear, it's a ghost. I want to remind you that Jesus knew exactly where they were, and he knew exactly what was happening while he was on that mountain in prayer. He knew when to go to them and how to reveal himself in even greater measure than they had already witnessed. He knows where you are, and he knows exactly what you are going through and how he's going to reveal himself as God in your situation. May I encourage you today that there is no storm, there is no wind or wave that can prevent him from coming to you. Verse 27, it says, But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. Immediately, the minute that they cried out with total fear, so caught off guard about who it was coming across the water, he answered them, sweet, kind, comforting, caring voice of Jesus is telling somebody today, I am here. Don't be afraid. It should not be that hard for us to put ourselves in Peter's place right at that point. Just think about it. It's dark. He's slipping and he's sliding and he's holding on for dear life while being tossed up and down and yelling over the wind, Lord, if it's you, command me or bid me to come to you. For you, the listener, you may feel like your life is out of control right now and that you are being thrashed and tossed by the circumstances in your life, relationships that are contrary, voices that are speaking into your mind and into your heart that are loud and disruptive. Perhaps in your marriage, there's such strain and groaning. Your children are rebelling or you're having to care for parents, work, finances, so many areas that can threaten what we think is a place we are very familiar with. And Peter must have realized at that point, I cannot do this in my own ability. I thought I was familiar with how this would go. I'm used to making runs across the Sea of Galilee, but now I 
don't know what to do. Things that I had not counted on have changed. But Jesus is here and he walks on top of the chaos. He's telling me not to be afraid. And it's as if Peter gets this power surge of faith and he yells out to the Lord, I want to walk with you. If you want a glimpse, if you want a revelation of who Jesus is in your life right now today, call out to him. Just say right now while you're driving, while you're sitting, while you're listening, God, I want to walk with you. I want you to take control over the chaos and the storm and the circumstances that are threatening me in my life right now. And Jesus said to Peter, come. And he let go in that moment of what was familiar. And he allowed himself to just drop over the side of the boat. And for that moment, for that instant, Peter's eyes were laser fixed on Jesus. And Peter walked on water. He experienced in his own life the Jesus that has all authority over all things. And you know what? I think we often talk about Peter's faith failed. I'm going to tell you from my own personal experience, you can walk on water, but you have to keep your eyes laser fixed on Jesus. The winds of adversity may be threatening and raging right now. You may be washed out with discouragement or disappointment or discomfort. Those winds will always be boisterous and they will always come to distract and to disrupt and to take your focus away from his face. When you move your sights, from the face of Jesus and put them on the fight that is going on around you, you do begin to sink. The storm has the capability to sink you, but faith in your Savior has the power to save you. My desire is for God to just continue to use rooted and radiant to strengthen our focus and train our heart and mind so that we will set our gaze on Jesus. Peter lost his focus this time, but goodness and mercy reached out and immediately caught him. I pray your faith will surge as you fix your eyes on Jesus in his word, through prayer and growing in that area of your life, through testimonies and sharing to encourage and to root you in him. We are excited and planning our second season of episodes, and we feel God's directing us towards the storms of life. We all have them, so why not go ahead and learn to prepare and strengthen your heart and Fine-tune your focus so that you will trust his presence in the midst. I look forward to spending more time with all of you. 
thank you again for the amazing experience that you have been a part of. Because as I said, God has done this and it is marvelous in our sight. Thank you for joining me on Rooted and Radiant. Now let's all go cultivate our spiritual lives to become rooted in the Word of God and radiate His joy. Thank you.